It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Why did the Heat play the defending champion Bucks so tough? Is Saquon Barkley on the trade table for the New York Giants? Plus, which QBs are the talk of the NFL Combine so far? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Miami Heat, fresh off a beatdown of the Chicago Bulls. They were up 113.99 with just over six minutes left. Then the Milwaukee Bucks went on a 21-6 run to finish the game, capped by Drew Holiday hitting the game winner. The Bucks win 120-119 in what felt like a playoff game as we inch toward the postseason. Joining me now from Locked on Heat, Wes Goldberg and Wes, what is it about Miami that has Milwaukee becoming such a tough matchup for this team? This is the defending champs, and they have played them extremely tough. This is now going back a couple years. Yeah, well, I think part of it is just the right team against the right the right team. It's sort of a system thing. The Heat and the Bucks, by the way, give up a ton of threes, but they do that because they take away everything at the basket. The Heat do it a little bit different than the Bucks, and there's some X's and O's, things that we don't have to get into, but essentially what it is is that that wall that we heard so much about uh, in the bubble against Giannis is sort of like it, it was definitely to the extreme, and it is a little they, t- they kind of lean more into it against Milwaukee, but it's kind of their defense all the time, and they have so many different looks all the time. They run zone. They run switching. They run blitzing. They're, sometimes they'll just not switch things. Sometimes they'll pick up full court. And when you just and that's the kind of thing that gives a player like Giannis in particular trouble, and it gave him trouble tonight for three quarters until Giannis exploded in the fourth quarter for 14 points because he just turned on the superstar thing and was like, "Forget it, I don't care what defense it is, I'm just going to jump over you because I just I guess he remembered that he could do that." <laughs> but the Heat, 
like they've just got so many guys that they could put right. Like Giannis just eats lunch every day against slow-footed centers who try to match up with him, and he just blows by him. You can't do that against Bam Adebayo. You just can't. He's not a slow-footed center. You're not going to catch him leaning the wrong way. You're not going to catch him flat-footed. You're not going to be able to blow by him. So there's just a little bit more resistance. Um, and then when you add that 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 more resistance over the course of 48 minutes, it looks the way it has looked over the last two three years. At one point, the Heat bench had a 30-plus point advantage over the Bucks bench. Part of that is because Pat Connaughton is hurt. Part of that is because Brooke Lopez is hurt. Kyle Lowry also out for Miami. But part of this is also Miami is set up to be a regular season team. They're in impeccable shape, something that the Bucks announcers mentioned a couple times during this game, just how hard this game was fought in the fourth quarter. It was our guys against your guys, Bucks versus Heat. So how do you think the matchups potentially change in a playoff series if these are going to be, and we think these are, two of the best teams in the East. Well, it's important to remember, no Brooke Lopez, obviously, from Milwaukee, and no Kyle Lowry for Miami, who is out for personal reasons, not an injury. And so you mentioned the depth there. I thought going into this game, if Miami is sort of big three, and if you you know take Lowry out and insert Kyle Hero, I suppose, into that big three hero, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, if they could play the big three of the Bucks. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, even, then I really like the Heat's chances because I just like their depth, the way that depth has performed in the regular season, a lot more than Milwaukee's. The problem was that Miami's big three did not match Milwaukee's big three, and that was in large part because they stopped Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler now, we kind of talk about the Giannis matchup, and that's sort of the, the headline here mm. uh, when you look at it as a series. But the Bucks have given Jimmy Butler fits over the last couple of years because they have so many guys that they could throw. They have three credible options. They've got Drew Holiday, who did a lot of work on on uh, Butler tonight, and Drew Holiday has made a career of of taking out bigger wings. I mean, he did it against Kevin Durant when he was in New Orleans. <laughs> um, Chris Middleton, awesome defender, as we know, and the other option is Giannis, and then he didn't have to go to that well tonight, hardly at all. But they've got three guys to take uh, Jimmy Butler out of the game, and that puts a lot of pressure on these other Heat players. For the Heat to win, they're going to need those guys step up. Step up, Tyler Hero, thirty points tonight. He did it. Bam Adebayo had a pretty solid night too. But that's going to be sort of the the formula uh, if this goes to a seven-game series. Is Saquon Barkley on the table for the New York Giants? That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Charlotte Hornets come up big against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So LaMelo Ball only plays eight minutes, does not score a field goal, and the Charlotte Hornets win against the Cleveland Cavaliers? 
All right, then. I'm Doug Branson from the Locked On Hornets podcast. Not only did the Hornets win, they get a blowout victory 119 to 98 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, thanks in large part to huge bench performances from Kelly Oubre Jr., who dropped in 19 points. He desperately needed a bounce back game. And then 10 points from Isaiah Thomas, the newest Charlotte Hornets edition. He's in on a 10-day contract. This was his first game with the team. Leading the way for the Hornets, Terry Rozier, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Helped stave off a late comeback by Cleveland, led by Darius Garland, who poured in 33 for the Cavs. Uh, LaMelo Ball got into foul trouble early in this game, had three fouls in the first quarter, added one more in the second quarter. That's when the Hornets bench started to extend that lead against the Cavs, and there really wasn't much of a reason in that second half to bring back LaMelo into the game. So the Hornets get a big win. They need every single one of them as they uh, try to stay in play in contention in the Eastern Conference. Last year, the Knicks were a surprise in the East. This year, well, this year, Alex Wolf on Locked on Knicks explains that they are in Tank City. The Knicks just lost their 16th of their last 19 games to the Sixers, 123-108. to 108. Uh, Things are uh, not looking too great. The Tank seems to be on in full effect. Uh, all you can do is laugh through it and enjoy another 30-point R.J. Barrett performance. Uh, that, that's it for Knicks fans right now. I thought they were in Manhattan, but I don't know. I don't, I don't live in New York anymore. So, Zion Williamson's fractured right foot is showing signs of improved bone healing, the New York Pelicans said in a statement Wednesday afternoon. Don't know what other kind of healing they needed to have done, but the team added that Williamson will gradually progress to full weight-bearing exercises and basketball activities, but it will still remain out indefinitely. Williamson has not played this season because of a fractured fifth metatarsal in his foot. In other Pelicans news, they beat the Kings by 30. The Houston Rockets have only won 15 games this season, but they pushed the Utah Jazz into overtime on Wednesday. The Utah Jazz won their ninth game in their last 10, but it was not pretty. They led by 14 with six minutes left. And then the Rockets fired back, seemingly scoring at will against the Jazz defense. It wasn't until Mike Conley hit three monster threes for the Utah Jazz that they took control of this game and won at 132-127. Mike Conley has now hit 12 of 22 three-point shots in the clutch this year. Rudy Gobert, by the way, either had 10 or 11 dunks tonight, which would tie the NBA record if it was 11, on his way for a 27.17 rebound night. And Donovan Mitchell's 37 points and a season-high 10 assists carry the Jazz. They've won 9 of 10, but defensively, they run into a lot of the same issues tonight that they had problems with against the Clippers in the playoffs and other teams when they have five shooters on the floor. For more on this one, go to Locked On Jazz and the Locked On Podcast Network. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Some big college basketball games on the schedule for tonight. A down year for Michigan State doesn't make their game against number 23 Ohio State any less interesting. The betonline.net line for this game is Ohio State giving six. Another Michigan team with an opportunity to build a resume as Michigan faces number 24 Iowa. The betonline.net line for this game has the Wolverines minus one against the Hawkeyes. It's been a crazy two weeks with upsets left and right. Could number two Arizona get caught off guard by Pac-12 rival Stanford? Well, betonline.net line for this game has Arizona favored by 18 and a half. So 
Don't bet on it or do bet online where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. The New York Giants are open for business. At least that's the way that new general manager Joe Shane made it seem in speaking to reporters at the Combine. Joining me now from Locked on Giants, Patricia Trena and, and Patricia, this was a comment where Shane said, look, we're going to consider every player and essentially no one is untouchable, including someone like Saquon Barkley. How big a deal is this to you that he's saying this? To be honest with you, Peter, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I'll tell you why. He's a new GM, first-time GM. What do you want him to say? This is a team that is coming off of a, what, 4-13 and 13 record the year prior. Nobody should be untouchable, in my opinion. Now, he also said just, you know, a little what wasn't reported um, after his podium session, he went in the back and talked with some of the giant beat writers, and he said, oh, somebody like Kadarius Tony isn't really touchable. So that that whole thing about nobody's untouchable is not really true. But with Saquon Barkley, you know, what's interesting, Barkley is entering the option year of his contract. He's going to be he's going to count for seven point two million and some change uh, guaranteed against the salary cap this year. The Giants are in salary cap hell thanks to uh, you know moves that they made last year under the previous regime. So I can understand him wanting to maybe drum up some vi- some business to move some people, especially if those people aren't going to be in the long term plans of the franchise. That leads us to a somewhat depressing question, and that is, who would teams want? This is not a talent-rich roster, despite the fact that they are, as you said, bumping up against the salary cap. Who are the names of guys who could make sense as potential trade bait for New York? Well, it depends, because the Giants also have a lot of guys with bloated contracts, but I would say... Maybe James Bradbury, cornerback, who has a 21 plus million dollar cap hit. You know, maybe a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, who have had problems with their defensive secondary, could use a guy like that. Um, you could make an argument for Leonard Williams, who, you know, despite the fact that his numbers were down last year, he is still a very good player, a guy who can play against a run, rush the passer. Um, but I'm not so sure he's touchable, to be honest with you. You know, Barkley, obviously, you can look to, to move him. Um, if you really were, were taking this to the, to the letter that everybody's, you know, on the table, you can make a case for Andrew Thomas, but I don't see that happening. Andrew Thomas, the left tackle. So really not a whole lot of guys in my opinion, because again, it's a four and 13 team. Um, they've already started cutting guys off the roster who underperform. There's still more cuts that are going to come. And, uh, really, you know, this is a team that, I think they would like to stock up on draft picks. They have nine picks as of this recording. Hopefully they get a few more. I think that's what they're looking to do to build through the draft. And um, from there, we'll see what kind of roster they put together. What about Joe Shane doing business with his old team for a potential Super Bowl contender that is in desperate need of an upgrade in the run game? I I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, a matter of fact, I fully expect Joe Shane to – raid the uh the buffalo bills i mean there's there's, <laughs> there's an offensive lineman ike boker i think it is uh who's going to be an unrestricted free agent i wouldn't be shocked if the giants you know kick the tires on him um there's been talk that they might go after mitchell trubisky the backup quarterback i don't know that that's going to happen because i've been hearing trubisky wants you know low level type starter money which i can't see the giants paying 
Um, you know, they already have Jake Fromm on the roster, who they poached from the practice squad last year. They they have Davis Webb, who they poached in the off, you know, earlier in this offseason. So yeah, I could definitely see some some transactions going on there with the Bills. Coming up, what QBs were the talk of the NFL Combine today? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Have you tried the Built Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best things that you can eat. It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. I didn't misspeak. That's real. Fluffy, marshmallowy. It's not just a protein bar. It's a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. You can get them in churro, coconut marshmallow. That's mine. Banana cream pie. These things are going to be your new favorite. I'm telling you. Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate. That's real chocolate. Yet they're low in calories, high in protein. Just, just try them. What do you have to lose? They're delicious. I'm telling you and every person that I've said, hey, go try these things. They reach out to me on Twitter. They reach out to me on Instagram and they say, you were right. These things go hard. Go to built.com and get 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's built.com for 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The quarterbacks took center stage at the Combine on Wednesday. This time, the quarterbacks, at least some of them, who were actually there. We had to hear about Kenny Pickett's measurements. We're talking about hands. Don't be weird. Joining me now from Locked on NFL and Locked on Saints, Ross Jackson. And Ross, uh, one of the quarterbacks who is getting some buzz right now, could be in play for your Saints, Malik Willis. What can you tell us about what he told the media on Wednesday? Yeah, listen, I think that, you know, one of the things that I, I think is going to help these NFL teams fall in love with Malik Willis is meeting with him in person. I mean, he's already the most intriguing prospect at the quarterback position. He's got the speed. He's got the elusivity. He's got the the, the, the getaway ability. He's able to operate outside of structure, but he also has the biggest arm, you know, and he is also a guy that can operate in structure and that they can trust to make throws. He loves a cover two hole shot. He loves what he's able to do uh, all over the field. And I think NFL teams will love that. But the thing that really has kind of, you know, uh, stricken people when it comes to what it is that he has to offer is his football intelligence, his football IQ, and his uh, retention ability. Those are all things that he lauded himself for, that he sort of highlighted about himself for what it is that NFL teams are starting to like about him. And certainly when you speak with him uh, at the podium and you imagine him translating that same type of humor, that same type of levity to his team meetings, it's not going to be surprising to see a team in the top 15, top 20 fall in love with this guy, especially with the tools and traits that he has. Is he going to run? Because there's some buzz that he might run low four fours, high four threes. Yeah, there there is, but he will not be running. He's not going to do any of the drills. He's just going to focus on throwing at the combine. And this is something we've seen more and more with quarterbacks. Remember, Lamar Jackson did something similar 
Uh, Justin Fields did run. He ran a little bit slower. He had the slip up when he when he began his run. I think that put him in the four. 4-4, 4-5 area instead of that 4-3 area that people were expecting from him. So uh, Malik Willis not going to be doing that. He will just focus on throwing and showing off his arm talent at the combine. One name when it comes to quarterbacks that I did not expect to be hearing about this week is <laughs> – I can't even get it out. It's Mitch Trubisky. And, it is. and we have heard that name uh, uh, not just in, in – on the mouths of of GMs, but from reporters that he is going to be a hot commodity in the free agent market. Buffalo has all but said, we don't think he's going to be back because someone's going to give him a chance to be a starter. Ross, that can't be true, right? Can it? I I don't know. I don't know anymore. I mean, I think that if you you hear enough people talk about him for long enough, even even the most staunch disappointed person when it comes to Mitch Trubisky could potentially be <laughs> talked into something crazy. And that might be what's happening here. Reportedly, 22 different teams uh, have had some level of conversation or shown some level of interest in um, in Mitch Trubisky. Now, of course, remember, showing interest can also just simply be doing due diligence. And a lot of teams like the Washington uh, Commanders, for instance, have inquired about 42 reportedly different quarterbacks around the NFL in terms of places where they might be able to make phone calls to other teams, so on and so forth. And Mr. Trubisky is certainly one of those guys. And the Buffalo Bills, as you mentioned, uh, Joe Shane, as well as uh, of course, uh, Sean McDermott speaking very, very highly of him, saying that he grew up a lot in the last year. So we'll see how much he grew up. Does that end up getting him a starting position over the course of the offseason? It's going to be tough. But, hey, for a guy drafted number two overall, questionably ahead of guys like uh, Patrick Mahomes in an earlier version of Deshaun Watson, I'm sure that he would love to be able to get another opportunity to prove the Bears right while not playing for the Bears. And finally, Tiger Woods who hasn't played in a PGA Tour event for more than a year while recovering from injuries suffered in a car wreck, won the Tour's inaugural Player Impact Program bonus. The program measures a player's popularity based on a set of criteria. Woods, a 15-time major champion, collected the $8 million top prize the Tour announced on Wednesday. Phil Mickelson was second and will receive $6 million. The thing about this is Phil Mickelson already tweeted about having won it. And guess who had the dunk tweet to hand lefty yet another L? It was Tiger Woods, who quote tweeted a picture of the old Mickelson tweet celebrating this win, a win he didn't get, with the caption simply, whoops. Yeah, whoops, whoops. Like the back nine of the U.S. Open, whoops for Phil Mickelson. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in 20 minutes or less sometimes. Coming up Friday, stock up, stock down on the QBs, wide receivers, and tight ends as they take the field at the NFL Combine. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.